Welcome back to Round Guy the Podcast as Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa presents playoff basketball in Southeast Iowa. We have just uh, learned that the playoffs are over for Southeast Iowa as Burlington just lost to Ames. We're on the phone with Coach David Griffin of the Wapolo Indians. Welcome to the program, David. Thanks for having me. Appreciate all you do with the coverage. You do a great job of getting, you know, Southeast Iowa basketball out there. Well, it was a worthwhile endeavor for us because we got, uh, we gained a thousand listeners, you know, over the course of the time. We got over 3,000 listeners, over 3,100 listeners now. Uh, and, wow, uh, you know, we'll be back with the football season. And if I get a sponsor, I'll try to put together something for the baseball season. But we, you know, I'll make an announcement now. We're doing a county by county all star. Uh, all-star teams so we'll have some more episodes you know each of each county a good episode dedicated to it about and so we can kind of recognize these kids and kind of help line up coaches just you know for a list of players that they might want to look at recruiting and helping to fill their rosters at college but uh well david uh you, you told me you you paid a little attention to this burlington game what did you see yeah that's you know like like i said you know beforehand that's really the only game i've been able to really watch um busy at the track meets the previous two days up at uni but burlington looked like they controlled you know they were they were controlling they had, they're playing nice zone defense um ames was struggling you know a little bit looked like to get the ball inside and do what they're used to doing getting out in transition um you know like i said i thought that was playing right in the in the burlington's favor then the lipsy kid kind of you know he kind of scored eight to 10 there in a row and got, got Ames going. And then they started hitting some, some threes there in the second half, which really, you know, opened it up. Yeah. The Ames went into the second half, went into some kind of overdrive, didn't they? They did. They, they really did. They, they were playing basketball at a level I just hadn't seen this year. Had you? No, no, that, not around here. <laughs> no, I mean, that is uh well, it's just four teams left in each division. So, you know, uh, we got three teams into the into the state tournament. Uh, did you did you get a chance to hear anything about the Mid Prairie? I did. I you know I, I listened to I listened to the Mid Prairie game uh, yesterday when I was at the the track meet, and um, you know pretty impressive when you're able to shut a team out. You know, outscore a team fifteen nothing in the third quarter. Um, I'm sure I'm sure Coach would tell you that. You know, some turnovers late in that game might have been the difference, you know, for Mid Prairie. And, and then the the Peterson kid there, he, he played well. He played well down that stretch for Monticello. Yeah, I think Monticello just played them right towards the end of the season. Uh, the same thing happened to the Washington Demons. You know, uh, you know, Mid Prairie played Monticello right at the end, and they beat them, you know. But I, I think it gave – it gave the Monticello coaches more than just film to look at. You know what I mean? And then yeah. Washington had played the, the team that put them out, I think the very last game of the season and they beat them, but the, you know what I mean? It, it, it just seemed to give the other coaches just enough of a look to, you know, make some adjustments and come out on top in both those games. No, definitely. No, I, I totally agree with you on that. But what a season they had and uh, they just seemed so dominant and, I'm kind of crushed that they're not moving on, but, uh, you know, that mid is a heck of a school and they do everyone so proud and we're so proud of, of all of them. And then, uh, there was a game, uh, uh, in your, your bracket there, uh, 
uh, earlier this week, and that was Danville. Uh, did you get a chance? I, I, you know, I was listening to it. You know, it was like eleven to eleven or something at halftime. You know, and I thought this was going to go Danville's way, but it, it didn't in the second half, did it? No, it didn't. I, you know, and I, I agree with you there. When I saw the the score at the half was eleven to eleven, I definitely thought that that was going to, you know, play into Danville's favor. You know, Danville was had an interesting run through that tournament. They, they barely won in the first round on a last second shot. You know. And then they yeah. just made, you know, just one basket ahead of, of uh, Winfield and then triple overtime against Waco, you know. I mean, they weren't winning anything, you know, easily. They weren't doing like uh, Mid-Prairie, just rolling through the, the, the brackets. But, it, you know, and then – but their style of play seemed to come right into, you know, work really well, at least that first half. But, boy, they started scoring in the second half on them, didn't they? No, I did. I mean, I, I tell you, like you said – Danville, they definitely earned it. You know, they earned it all season. You know, like you said, it's a little different, a little different than the style of play as mid, you know, mid prairie plays. You know, they they do it more defensively, so to speak. Uh, you know, they control. They like to control the tempo of the game. You know, so they don't. They, they try not to push. They're not pushing up and down the floor. You know, the, like you said, it was eleven eleven of that that game. Uh, you know, their, their first round of state game. So definitely not a. You know, they were controlling it defensively and. I think the other team just got going, you know, there you know, in the second half. They didn't have a, an Eddie Burgess or they don't have a, a Buffington kid or any of those great kids that they got down there in New London. You know, that cup Blaze Porter, I think is one of them, uh, Cade Molinex or Cade, uh, well, anyway, that great big Benjamin kid that's, that they yep. got. You know, those are all better athletes than than it seems like Danville had, but. There was just something about that big six six Sawyer kid in the middle that just no, he, he's athletic. You know, we played them early on in the year, and I think they beat us by ten or twelve. That, I, I tell you, that kid is a—he's definitely he affects the game on the defensive end of the floor. I mean, you know, we uh, we didn't necessarily have a a traditional big, you'd call it, but we had a six four kid. But you know, that, that Sawyer Nelson, I mean, he, he does a fantastic job of affecting you know, uh, other guys with their shot. I mean, the guys, the kid's a great shot blocker. I mean, he, he's so quick jumping, you know, his athleticism. Well, if it's a slow, grinded out, low scoring game, it just seems like that's what Danville likes. And that's what that kid likes. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, you're definitely playing the, you're playing the, the jukebox to their tune when you're going at it that way, aren't you? No, no, you, no, that's exactly right. You know, the, 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 the Soka brothers, they do a fantastic job you know, they're at Danville, um, and, it, you know, they'll adjust the shot clock next year. I mean, they'll have their guys ready to adjust, you know, that they, they'll have the offense going, you know, it's obviously, it's going to be a whole different, whole different ball game. I, I think teams that, that maybe struggle offensively are going to, you know, they're going to have a little harder time. So it's going to, you know, it's going to play in the offensive minded coaches hands, I believe. Well, I apologize to you, Coach Griffin. I, I made some efforts to try and get a hold of uh, as many coaches as I could, and I wasn't able to get a hold of you during the season. But I, I do want to – I got you on the phone now. I would like to talk to you a little bit. Uh, tell, tell us about your journey. What what was your basketball journey that led you to be the head coach of the Wapalo Indians? Um, actually, uh, Coach Ken Spielbauer, he was a longtime Wapalo coach for the last 37, 38 years. Uh, last year – was his last year here at Wapolo. I've been his assistant for the last 
eight years, seven years, seven, eight years, somewhere in there. Um, so, so he resigned and actually coach Spielbauer is the girls coach at Louisa Muscatine. So I took over the boys job this year. So uh, this was your first season. Uh, well, give us a little rundown. How, how do you felt like the season went? Um, obviously, I mean, as a coach, you always, you always expect better. I mean, I didn't come in with high expectations. You know, we had a, we had a great run last year. We lost in the, in the district championship game to Easton Valley in double overtime, you know, but by, by two points, um, and we lost, we lost three, you know, three big players off of that team, you know, coming into this year. So the only two, the only two guys we had coming back with any significant amount of playing time was uh, our point guard Maddox Griffin and our our, our, uh, our best athlete Tate Parsons. So uh, let's talk about uh, your son there, uh, the Griffin boy that I, I kept hearing so much about uh, all season long from every coach that you know if they were playing Wapolo, I said you know they they talk about yours. Some some of the coaches said he's the best player in the league. You know others always mention him. You know as uh, as as one of the highest talents. Uh, and then this other kid that you're talking about. T- tell me about the. Tell me about how good these players are. Um, you know, I, I think if, if you were to have Maddox on the phone, I mean, I'm sure that he would tell you he attributes a lot of his, a lot of his abilities and you know how good he's gotten strength and all that from from Coach Spielbauer and definitely uh, Coach Parsons. He's our strength and conditioning coach, also the head fo- football coach over here at Wapolo. Um, he'll 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 give all them. He'll give those guys the credit. You know. He puts the work in. I mean, he, he's, you know, you can definitely tell he, he's a coach's kid. I mean, he's, he's not afraid to, you know, to go in and work his butt off, you know, to get better. And he'll never asks, you know, never gives any back talk. I mean, he, he does exactly what we want him to do. I mean, he was, you know, he's kind of been our, our go-to guy the last three years. Um, so we've kind of, we've kind of relied on him, you know, a lot. And Tate Parsons, he's a, you know, he was our other senior that we relied on, you know, a lot. He's, you know, put him up with the Buffington kid. I mean, I'd, I'd say, you know, he's right there as far as athleticism. Um, Tate's also going to Tate's going to go to Upper Iowa to play football next next season. So that you know that that tells you his athletic ability. Um, he's a you know six three kid. He's the same way. I mean, he's one of the best defenders in our conference. I mean, he had a tough task this year. You know, we always told he was always guarding you know, the other team's best player. So he had to guard the Buffingtons, you know, or, or Abram Edwards or the Salit kid, you know, from Minneapolis. I mean, he was always guarding the other team's best player. Well, uh, talk about the, 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 the conference that you're in. Uh, we're in the, the Southeast Iowa super conference. We're in the North division. Um, obviously Winfield, they won the conference. They were one. Minneapolis was two. Um, Hillcrest was three, we were four, Pekin was five, and I'd have to, you know, I'd have to, I don't have my computer here in front of me, I'd have to go down and look, but it's a, you know, it's a tough conference. It's a very tough conference, and there's some really good players in there, and some of the the games you play outside the conferences are, you know, some challenging games too, so, uh, you, you, uh, what, what, what about, well, let's talk about your whatever seniors you got, you know, that you won't have next year. And then we'll start talking about what to look forward to, to next year. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously, like we said, we, we, we lose our backbone of the team. I mean, Maddox has been a, he's been a four year starter. Um, 
he's a three-year unanimous all-conference guy. He's been player of the year the last two years. He's an all-state kid. Um, it hurts losing a kid like that. Um, you know, he's going he's going to the next level. He's going to play college basketball at Upper Iowa. You know, he signed with them. Uh, so it's tough to lose a kid like that. But, I, you know, I, I hope some of these, these younger kids have learned, you know, the amount of time and effort that he put into it. You know, because when he was younger, he wasn't the most athletic kid. I mean, you know, he did work his tail off to get where he's got. It does, um, it does take a lot of extra work, doesn't it? And some of these players just really put in the time, don't they? It does, you know, and it, like I said, if our younger kids learn anything from him, I'm, that's what I want it to be. You know, I, I don't I don't care if they, you know, want to be the next big scorer or rebounder or whatever. I mean, I, I just hope if they get anything out of him, it's the work, you know, his work ethic. All right, well, let's talk about next year. What do the Wapolo fans have to look for out of these young kids that you got coming up? Um, you know, we'll have we'll have two senior guards next year, Casey Short and uh, Colton Hauser. You know, they uh, they played some valuable minutes. I mean, we were a we were a small team. You know, we played we basically we played six kids. You know, unless we got in foul trouble, we'd sneak another kid in there. You know, we, we don't we don't have the numbers. I think we had twelve kids um, freshmen through through seniors. That that's that's what we had, and I'm not sure I'd have to look. I think we have maybe three eighth graders going to come out, you know, so it's gonna, we're going to have the same type of team. It's going to be a, it's going to be a small team. We'll have Jackson Lance. He was a sophomore this year. He'll be a junior and Carson Belzer, you know, he's, he's also a, he'll be a junior next year. They'll, uh, they'll have to step up. You know, it's going to take a lot of off season work. Um, Casey short, like I said, he's another kid. Kid's got a great shot. I mean, it's just getting him the confidence to want to shoot more. Yeah. They've so, got, uh, yeah, you, you got a lot you got a lot of chance to play at a small school, don't you? Yes. No, that's exactly right. You know, I, I try to you know, I try to tell the kids that, you know, and that's uh, that when I tell them that, I don't want them to think just because you're you know, you're at a small school and you're gonna get all this playing time doesn't mean you don't you stop working. I mean you still have to put the time and effort in to be good. You know, it it takes that. You can't just come in and, you know, pick a ball up in November and, and you know, and then put it away, put it away at the end of February, beginning of March. Well, if you look at, like, say, the biggest school in Iowa, there's a heck of a lot more than just five guys that want to play basketball. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's right. That's you exactly know? right. So when you got a school, you know, you got 30, 40, 50 kids in your class, you got a lot better shot at actually getting on the field and finding out what you can do, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, this might be an off the wall, out of the out of the league question here, but uh, Wapolo has a reputation for an excellent FFA uh, uh, group they got there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, they they do. Um, you know that that's one of that's one of the big things here at school. You know the the FFA program, and I don't don't hold me to this, but I'm I'm pretty sure that. The FFA, the high school kids, put on the rodeo. It's it's a professional rodeo here, in, you know, in the in the summer, and I'm I'm pretty sure that's the only that's the only rodeo in the United States that's put on by high school kids. And could you tell me just a little bit about Lake Odessa because I just hear that place is everyone I talk to that goes there just raves about it. No, it's a, it's a beautiful place. You know, there's a lot of you know there's a lot of cabins around there. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people around town here spend a lot of time boating, fishing down there, and you know, I know they, I know there's a lot of duck hunters that go down there. It's it's a, it's a gorgeous place. Yeah, well, Wapolo is a great place. Uh, we did an episode about it. Uh, I really enjoyed my uh, visit with people there. It's a really friendly town, that's for certain. 
And so, what 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 kind of support are they are they provide you? Do you get a good crowd and a good uh, good community support? Oh, we do. You know, we do. Last year it was kind of unfortunate. You know, with the with the COVID restrictions. Um, you know, because we had a we had a good team last year that that deserved a bigger crowd. Um, you know that, that that like I said, those guys finished sixteen and four, lost in the in the district championship game. Um, it was kind of you know touch and go there. For most of the season, you know, our, our community wasn't be, wasn't able to, you know, to get out and really show the support until the end of the year. But they did, you know, they did with this team. Like I said, we finished we finished ten and twelve. Um, not awful, but you know, definitely wanted to definitely respectable, you know, uh, for the first year. Sure, yeah. sure. But uh, I think it looks like you got some talent, and and I think you'll be you'll be right back in there. You're in a tough conference, my friend. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's and a lot it's, of uh, coming back here. It's been a pleasure covering you, and I'm I'm glad we got to connect. You were a fantastic interview. Is there anything you wanted to talk about that we didn't get a chance to? I don't think so. Uh, like I said, I, I just wanted to give you a shout out. I mean, I, I think it's a it's, it's a fantastic job what what you and the uh, Scotty do. I mean, you know, bring let listeners in and you know hear a little bit more about the teams that maybe they wouldn't necessarily see or get to you know get to hear about i think that, that that's awesome that you guys do that you know that's funny when you say scotty do you know uh because i was watching austin powers the other day and he kept saying scotty don't scotty <laughs> don't i'm thinking about having a whole segment called scotty don't ah uh, there you go <laughs> well you've been a wonderful guest uh one one more time thank corwin henshaw henshaw trailer sales he was able to provide us the opportunity to get out and talk to all these coaches. Uh, I had big help from Andy Cressinger at the Southeast Iowa Union, from Scotty Melvin, from uh, the Mr. Comstock, the voice of Pekin School was on there, and all the coaches like yourself had had come on and give us some uh, good uh, good conversation, and and the audience responded with an extra, we got we got 1100 new listeners since we started doing it and we're up over 3000 now working on 3500 and uh it's all thanks to people who listen like you you know we appreciate your support uh and uh i think we did make a little bit of a difference and i hope uh i'm i'm very sad that that it all come to an end today i was really you know there for a while in that first half i was thinking burlington was going to you know shock the world but you know We'll get them next year, Coach, okay? All right. I appreciate it. Like I said, thanks again, and thank all your sponsors. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye.